0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's historical fiction podcast, where you and history are on the same side. Hello, Team Wonder Readers. I want to congratulate you on the incredible reading work you did last week. And there's tons of evidence of some exceptional reading and uh, writing about reading work on our Padlet. So as you last week dove deep into understanding those unfamiliar settings and the conflicts in people, you also push your ability to put yourself in another person's shoes, to empathize, empathize with people who kind of at first glance, you appear kind of different than you. And what's the beauty? The beauty of art and literature and music, it pushes us. To connect with others, which not only makes us better, it just makes us better people, period. Now, I'm going to show you a photograph that's in our Google slide today from a series. It was taken just after the Vietnam War. It documented some desperate refugees, and these refugees were fleeing Vietnam in a dangerously overfilled boat. The photographer who took these pictures, Eddie Adams, he was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize these images, and they were powerful enough to sway, to change the minds of the U.S. Congress to accept 200,000 Vietnamese refugees into this country. So it's called the boat of no smiles. And so I want you to, as you're listening to this, open up that image on Google Classroom as I'm talking to you I want you to look at this photo and I want you to think about if you could give a voice to the people in the photo what would they be saying what might they be thinking we think about the photo of the mother I want you to look at that mother and she's in the center of that image but also I want us to look at the two little boys and because we Visually, my eyes want to go right to the mom because she's in the center and she's clearly the main character. But I also want to push myself and look at something beyond the mom. Look at the side characters. The process of reading historical fiction is very similar. We feel and we think more if we kind of extend our focus beyond the protagonist so that we're not myopic in our thinking. So today I want you to think and to to think about minor characters in your story for a reason. Those minor characters aren't so minor after all. They're like the main characters. They have big messages and big ideas. So one way to improve your interpretation of a story is to reread trying to understand the point of view, the perspective of a minor character. And then I want you to revise your interpretation, include what you learn. When we first start a story, it's often easy for us to follow the perspective of the main character. We know that, right? We spend so much more time with them and we only think about them. But when I look at birds with my binoculars, I'm focused on that one bird. But outside of my scope, there's a lot of things that are happening that I'm not aware of. And it requires me to look beyond my binoculars to see. So, like the mother in that image that we're looking at right now, her anguish is so visceral. It's so we feel it deep down in our gut. It's much harder for us to consider the perspective of a child of the child to our left, that little boy. He's resigned, is he sad? So today, as you're looking at this image and you're listening to me speak, I suggest that we try very hard to consider the perspectives of side characters, even though it might be difficult to fully access them. We're going to try to see what we learn about our stories by giving voice to to the perspectives outside of our protagonist. So, for example, Beyond the Bright Sea. Crow is the protagonist, and we're focused on her, and we're focused on her. But what about the other characters? How about Osh? How about Miss Maggie? How about the Birdman? Those are some really incredibly interesting characters. And as Burns Rising, how about Marta? How about Isabel? Hortensia? Abelita? Mama? All those characters have a different perspective. So let me show you what I mean. In that book, Patrol, that I read to you by Walter Dean Myers, it tells that story through the point of view of only one character, that soldier. And we follow behind him as he winds his way through the jungle. We hear his inner thoughts, that most clearly and directly. And it's through his eyes that we see the other characters in the story. Even though we are most closely connected to the soldier, There are other characters in the story, and skilled readers like us can imagine their perspectives too. So let's try out this together. I'm going to reread a stanza where a number of other characters appear. The stanza where his sergeant calls to him and commands him to secure the village. We don't know anything about the sergeant other than he's the authority figure for the soldier. He hasn't appeared in the story at at all until now. All the same, as I read, let's try to step into the sergeant's shoes and imagine we are him in this moment. Secure the village, sergeant calls. He points towards the enemy. I know he's in the dark jungle and there might be enemies anywhere, so he might be worried, he might be scared, maybe he would kind of Sounds something like I straightened my back and I assumed a rigid posture, taking on the role of a sergeant and thinking aloud as though I was him. I want you to think about, don't let your guard down, boys. I'm responsible for all of you here. And if I lose you, I'll feel guilty forever. I'd rather one of these unknown people die accidentally than have one of my own men harmed by the enemy. I can't take any risks. I'm putting myself in that sergeant's shoes. I'm imagining what he might say, even though the book doesn't even mention it. So I could have easily passed right over the sergeant. He only has one line in the entire book that I read to you. But instead, I kind of paused, and I tried to put myself in his shoes. I put myself in his shoes in that setting, and I thought, what would I do if I were in his role at that time? And Now, I want you to think about this. Yesterday or last week, we thought a lot about our main character, um... Now we've met the sergeant, and I want you to think about the perspective. From someone else's perspective, it's a little tricky because we have so very little information about them. But you can still push yourself to imagine perspectives that are missing or underrepresented. You're kind of making sort of a prediction based on the background knowledge you already have. Let's continue and um, think about other perspectives that we may have. I picked, so let's see. The enemy, a brown woman with rivers of age etched deeply into her face, an old man, his eyes heavy with memory, and babies, babies, little enemies crying on the mud roads, little enemies with tears running down dusty cheeks. Whew, I want you to think about this. How do we ever get into this? So, I want you to think alongside me. I'm thinking about this old woman, this old man, as they stare at the American soldier, and they're holding their giant weapons. And I'm also thinking about why Murphy is barking right now. And I'm going to step into their minds, and I'm going to give them a voice to some of their inner thoughts, the same way I did with the sergeant. So let's see what, what they might say. Let's see. Um, I'm going to think, I have lost so many. I hate them. I fear them. I'm so tired of death. Hmm, those Americans, all they do is they come and they come in with their boots and their guns and they take and they take and they kill. So now I'm thinking how unfair the story is, right? None of these characters want to be in this situation. They don't want to be in war. They all have good reasons for their hatred and their fear. The sergeant on one side, the old woman and old man on the other. These per- perspectives have me thinking that maybe this story is about how war How war traps people in their fear and hatred and how impossible it seems to break free of these emotions when death is so close. So did you see my steps that I took? First, I identified the characters that weren't in the center spotlight. They weren't in my binoculars. Then, after I identified them, I pulled them into the spotlight. I tried my best to give them a voice. And I used my imagination to do that by stepping into their shoes. And finally, I wrote down the new ideas that I came to mind. So I want you to do that too. Today, as you're reading, I want you to think of those side characters in your historical fiction books. Stop and think what is their perspective? Remember, you're expanding your thinking by considering and empathizing with the experiences and perspectives of minor characters and some of these characters might be underrepresented even missing in the text but it's okay you can use your imagination and that's what good readers do we kind of close those gaps that the text did not tell us so over and out until another day hasta la vista